Now, on morphology on page 122, I start talking about the morphology and then go to number four toward the bottom of the page. Forms with sigma. The sigma of the dative plural ending combines with the final consonant of the stem in the same way in which the futures of consonantal stem verbs are formed. So that's just what I was talking about. And you'll see that sort of thing on page 54, I believe. Yeah, 54. And it applies to the nominative singular if a, sec if a, a sigma appears like sarks. All right, now, in the dative plural, there are a couple of other principles because sometimes the stem ends with a consonant that's not in our chart. A row remains before sigma. Look up here. So tersi. Row remains. But nu drops out. And we did hegemon already. Hegemosi. Now there's one more. Let's look on the next page. A nu tau elides before sigma. But the previous vowel compensates by lengthening into a diphthong. And now... I want you all here, uh, I'm going to go over and erase Sarks. I'll leave Panoima. Um, I want you all to take a look at this, and I would like you, I'm going to write out the, the, uh, all the forms of Archon, which is uh, uh, ruler, and it is one of our vocabulary words. If you look on page 124, it's the uh, third vocabulary word, Archon. I'm going to write this out for you completely. I would like you to take this down, please. And I'll tell you why in a second. Archon, Archontos. Archonte, Archonta. Archontes. Archontone. Now, this is literally archontsi and archontas. Now, we have already met archontsi with the third plural ending of the present tense of the verb liontsi. And what happened there? Nitao dropped out, omicron lengthened to omicron upsilon. Same thing happens. Nu tau drops out. Omicron lengthens to u. Arhuse. Now that looks like a, and as, uh, by the way, all these have a possibility of a movable nu on the end of that short yoda here. So I could put that here. There is the possibility of a movable nu. Now, that looks like a third-person plural of a verb, but A, dative plurals don't happen that often, and B, when they do, they usually have the article. So it's not an issue. But take this down, because I want to talk about this. Archon, archontos, archonte, archonta, archontes, archonton, archuse, and archontas. Uh, let me get this, this is a little unclear here. Archontas. Okay? Now, 
Let me talk about the morphology, then I'll tell you why I wanted you to take this down. First, on the morphology. Note. <clears throat> the actual stem is archant. This has no sigma. And again, what happened? Doesn't like a tau at the end, just like that. So that disappears. And the Omicron here lengthens to omega. That's a typical move. If you have a short vowel in the genitive, it will often go long in the nominative. Archon, archontos, archonte, archonta, archontos, archonton, archuse, and archontas. Now, here's why I wanted you to take this down. Believe it or not, this is actually the masculine uh, present participle of our verb archo to rule. That is to say, if you know this third declension pattern, you now have already memorized the participle active in the present tense for the, for the uh, participles, which will be chapter 20. This is why all Greek books present the third declension right before the participle. This pattern is the masculine singular and masculine plural active participle of the so-called present tense, the focus on connection step. It will follow precisely that pattern because the archon is the ruling guy, the guy who rules. All right. Now, the last thing I want you to take a look at is page 124, number 5 at the top, or toward the top. It is more important than ever to learn the genitive singular, since it cannot be deduced from the nominative singular. Note the following. Now, with example six, you have I own. But look at the example five right above it. Archon, you have an own. And turn the page back, you have hegemon. But hegemon, I'll come to this board, hegemon went like this. Hegemon, hegemonas. I own went, I own us. And archon went, archunt us. So, you cannot conclude if you see own what the genitive singular is going to be. You've got to learn that. So on your card, you're going to have to put I own, I own us, masculine. That is a very important principle. Also, look at example seven on that page. So, nux, uh, uh, nuctus. Sarks, sarcus. Well, sarcus didn't have a tau after the kappa, but nyktus does. 
nux means night, and that guttural dental that comes at the end of the stem, you know from words like nocturnal. Nocturnal. Not nocturnal. Then look at example eight. Hegemo, uh, sorry, poimen, poimenus. But we had as our paradigm soter, not soterus, but soterus. Soter, soterus. And then you get the great one in example nine, pus pudus. Now notice that pud is the stem. That word means foot. So you have a podiatrist, not a pusiatrist. So you have, when you have a pus doctor, it is a podiatrist, and this pud, pud is the stem. Now, is pus a monosyllable? Yeah. Ah, so we have pus, pudus, 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 right? So we have that moving accent. Pudas, pudum, pusi, pudas. Yeah, exactly. So that's going to have that syncopating accent just like Nyx did. That's a masculine. You don't just have the moving accent for feminines. You also have it for uh, masculines. Now, let's take a look, please, at uh, the vocabulary. This is the way vocabulary is always given. I should perhaps have written the whole thing out, but it's always done like this in all the books. Let's just take the second word, I own, I own us. Basically, what they will do is they will give you like the last two or three letters of the stem and then... Uh, after the dash. So it's haima, haimatas. I own, I own us. Archon, archuntas. Icon, iconus. Helene, helenus. Elpis, elpidus. Hegemon, hegemonus. Nux, nuctus. Pneuma, pneumatus. Poimen, poimenus, pus, pudus. With those monosyllables, I've got to write them out completely. Sarx, sarcus. Soma, somatus. Soter, soterus. Uh, I'd like you to also notice uh, on the vocabulary the fourth word, icon. Iconography comes from that icon. And then go down to about three more to hegemon. Notice that they have the same pattern. Icon, iconus, hegemon, hegemonus. But icon is feminine. See, icon is feminine. So you do not, with the third declension, you've really got to memorize the, uh, the gender with the pattern, except you do know, and this is, I think, what Guy was asking, you do know that the ma-matas ones are always neuter. Those are only neuter, like the second last one, soma somatas. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I don't know that there's any particular pattern. 
like this. I think probably icon might be a little unusual having the own at the end that's feminine. I think those are usually more masculine, but yeah, you just can't plan on it. Just can't plan on it. So, um, so this is the third declension. Now, I want to emphasize before we uh, break here, before we stop, I want to emphasize one other thing then. This is purely a morphology lesson. There is no syntactical issue here. A genitive is still a genitive. An accusative is an accusative. You use a nominative as a subject of the sentence, the accusative as the direct object, and so on. This is only new morphology. Just like lesson 17 was no new morphology, that was only syntax. So I try you know, to kind of keep one type of problem per lesson. Yes, Guy? Oh, uh, just a good question. How frequent are these? About a third. It basically goes a third, a third, a third. So, in other words, it would not be true, Guy, to say that the O and A declension, you know, I gave them to you first because they were easy, but they don't really re occur a lot. No, that's not true. I mean, those are a third. Sure. As far, so we should be aware, though, with the data plural, when you see one of our, you know, with that chart. The yeah, yeah, yeah. With, yeah, so if all of a sudden you see like Nixi, with that Xi there, you know that that's a sigma there. I mean, don't forget, this is an important point. I talked about this when we did the alphabet, and most of you have probably forgotten it. But don't forget that Xi and Psi are actually late developments in the Greek language, no earlier than the 6th century. So, BC. So those letters, by definition, are double consonants. In other words, they represent something like kappa, sigma, in, uh, uh, well, or like, well, I'll, I can put it like that, but like, say, for what you're asking about, Ron, kappa and then sigma, yoda, you know, like that. Or C would be like a a P and then a sigma yoda. So when you see a C or a C, you know it's always got a sigma in there because that letter was never a letter by itself. I mean, in other words, a guy can't say something like this. O, that's a dative singular, and the stem of the noun is C. It's impossible because the C was not a letter by itself. It's, it's a combination letter. Well, because why is it important to know the genitive singular? It's archon, archontus. Well, you wouldn't have known that it's the new tau in there. Why wouldn't it archon, archonus, or archonus? You wouldn't know that unless you learn the genitive singular, and this is going to determine the rest of the pattern, archante, archanta, and so forth. The pattern goes off of the genitive singular always. Goes off of the genitive singular. So in a sense, you're using the genitive singular to learn the declension. You're using the nominative singular to learn the vocabulary. You're using the genitive singular to learn the declension, how it declines out but you're using the nominative singular to learn the vocab. So when you look it up, it'll be under archon. 
for what it means.